0: Thank you very much, Julie, and praise the Lord for these wonderful songs. So just to read a passage from the scripture in Acts chapter 8, starting with verse 26, and we're going to see an amazing story here with one person who also got baptized. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian, eunuch, an important official, in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer, its silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Amen. What a lovely story this is. And I really like this passage. You see, if we read a few verses before, we see Philip had great success in Samaria uh, telling people the gospel. There were hundreds of people Coming to the Lord and being baptized He was followed everywhere There was so much joy in that city So much celebration But we see from this passage We see God's heart Because he really cares For one single soul For one single person Regardless of his nationality Or physical condition Or background or social status God loves you And he's interested in your well-being and salvation. Someone said, even if on this earth there will be just one person, one soul, Jesus will come to die for that person. So I'm glad we are all here this morning. There may be lots of things happening here that you may wonder, what's going on, what are those people doing in the pool? And you may forget lots of things. But if it's something that you will take with you home today, please take this word. God loves you, and he has done everything for you to find forgiveness and salvation. And even if it was just you on this earth, Jesus will come to die for you, as he did on the cross. Because that shows how important each and every one of us are for God no matter who you are, no matter where you came from and what you have been through. God sees you as important as anyone else. And the kingdom of God expands with one soul at a time, one individual at a time. Two things to reflect from the passage with the Ethiopian. First of all, the text says he was walking on a desert road. Is it not how sometimes we found ourselves in a desert road in our lives. And let me tell you, that is where God can find you. That is where God can meet you as he met this Ethiopian on a desert road. Sometimes we found ourselves doing things that we don't want to do, saying things that we didn't meant to say, ending up in our lives on a desert road, no purpose, lost, disappointed, and feeling alone. But allow me to tell you today, that is where God can meet you and can meet me as well. This man was traveling from a long distance for days, searching for the meaning of his life. He went to Jerusalem, but the scholars are saying that he was not even allowed to enter the temple in Jerusalem. Because he was a foreigner and he was a eunuch. There was a special court in Jerusalem called Court of the Gentiles. The only area of the temple that he could enter as a foreigner. And yet, he was not offended. Nowadays, people are so easily offended, isn't it? I'm not going to listen to what God has to tell me. I know what I'm doing. But this man was willing to take the extra mile, as we say. He was not traveling in a 4 times 4 BMW with air conditioning and a cold orange juice. No. He was traveling in a simple chariot, a few miles an hour, very hot in the desert, and he was thinking of God. And the word of God revealed something that was about to change his life, when everything seems to be lost for him. He was going back from where he came, the same person, no change, nothing. But the passage tells us that God has not finished with him yet. And I want to tell you this morning, God has not finished with you and me either. He wants you to have his blessings, his love and his forgiveness and his salvation. And when we are sincere with God, like this Ethiopian was with a humble heart, he was reading something and he had the courage to say, I don't understand what I'm reading. I don't understand what it says in here. And just to say Chris, Daniel, and Priscilla, there may be moments in your life you don't understand some things about life, about God. Have the courage to ask someone near you. There are people in this fellowship who have gone through a lot, and they could at least pray for you or give you some advice. This man was also a very important official looking after the Queen's treasury. A little Jeremy Hunt nowadays, we can say which shows, again, something very important. It doesn't matter our social status. In God's eyes, all people need salvation. As we've seen at the coronation day, the king is to serve the king of kings, Lord Jesus Christ, and even the king needs salvation and forgiveness, which was an amazing day. And as Chris mentioned earlier, he was looking for success and and, uh, fulfillment and power but we are all left empty when we follow those desires. This Ethiopian was stuck in his life. He knew he needed something more than money and position and career, as we heard also from Daniel confessing forgiveness of his sins this morning. Through God, this Ethiopian needed something similar. You see, with money, we can buy a nice king-size bed and a nice orthopedic mattress, which I have at home, by the way. But you cannot buy a good sleep. You cannot buy good rest, isn't it? When you're stressed, you can sleep on a waterbed and you still, you still wake up tired. That's where God comes in and he can give us his peace. Furthermore, we can see the Ethiopian was trying to deal with his uh, stuff in life through his own power and wisdom. But just as Priscilla testified earlier, she tried the same by her own power, by her own mind. But we know this is not going to end well. And the New Age movement for the younger generation nowadays, they're all saying, you are perfect just the way you are, isn't it? But we know it's not true. I know I'm not perfect just the way I am. I mean, you can't see, but I have a missing tooth, by the way, in the front. I started to lose some hair here as well. And moving a bit slowly with my age. I am not perfect as I am. You know, sometimes losing my temper with my kids. And we all know what we're talking about. And that is exactly what the Bible says through Apostle Paul. In Romans chapter 7, verses 18, he says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Asks the Apostle Paul. And here comes the answer. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is, the, is perfect just the way he is. And I need him through the Holy Spirit to give me that peace and that righteousness in front of God. Through Jesus Christ, we are made perfect in front of God. And the second point and last point from this story I wanted to touch on. You see... In the life of the Ethiopian, there was a missing piece of the puzzle of his life. He was looking for something that he couldn't grasp, he couldn't understand. Who are you waiting for in your life? Maybe there is a missing puzzle in your life as well. Philip was able to tell him about Jesus because Philip knew Jesus. He witnessed his work, his miracles. And if if you know Jesus, you can introduce him to someone else as well. So what is the missing puzzle of our lives? We all have different lives. We all have different puzzles. And I know in this fellowship, there are people that went through very difficult puzzles in their lives. Losing someone dear, losing a child, and yet holding on to Jesus and serving him going through all sorts of storms in their lives. We know people here. And yet proclaiming the gospel the good news of Jesus. People who maybe, you know, lost their jobs or people we know they retired and just could rest, but they never rest just serving the Lord Jesus. And because of these people and because of the testimonies we heard earlier, we believe there is a living, loving God who has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. Yes, he will not promise a life with no troubles, but he promised to be with us every step of the way. We've seen the Bank of England raise his interest rates up and downs all over the place. Everything is changing, but Jesus never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And just like the Ethiopian, you know, we may have lots of questions in our lives. How can be a better husband? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better wife? How can, be, how can I be a better mother? How can I resolve all these questions that I have, all these uh, things that I'm struggling with? And I want to tell you this. Jesus is the missing puzzle in my life and in our lives. For the Ethiopian, the penny dropped. You see another British expression. I'm still learning. The penny dropped. And he realized that the missing puzzle of his life, that the one the prophet was talking about for hundreds of years before the coming of Jesus, the lamp in the story, it was the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who will go on the cross without opening his mouth to die for his sins. And when he saw water, then the Ethiopian said, Look, there is water. What stops me from being baptized? And it's the, question, the same question for us today. What is stopping me? What is stopping us from becoming a believer, for following Jesus, for following God? We see in the Ethiopian life this order, faith, obedience, and then joy. Because the passage ends up saying he carried on, on his way joyful from sadness, from desperation, from not having answers to the matter of his life. He found Jesus and he carries on in life full of joy, full of joy. And the question is, who can stop us from following God? Who can stop us from the love of Jesus? And I'll end up with this passage in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, starting. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I'm just praying for all of us here today that we may know this peace, that we may know this truth, and also for the three young people here getting baptized to know that nothing will separate you from the love of Christ, from the love of God. Amen.